talk about this coughing energy, I guess. Um, it seems to be like a lower vibration energy that wants to attach itself to me and then bother me and then fight. Like, like that's what it wants to do, is it's going to keep on provoking me until I say something or do something. And then its only function is to argue. Like I said, it usually... Um, it it usually only affects people that seem to be like a susceptible to some kind of programming or susceptible to some kind of possession. Um, like I said, whether that be like technological or some other, you know, some other force like demonic or satanic, whatever. It seems to be only people who have like allowed their bodies to be, you know, uh, susceptible to some kind of possession. Either way, they don't have as much. Um, like physical control over their body or maybe even mental control over their body it seems to be people that are usually like obese people of lower intelligence people who are dirty um people who are um not very smart and this is just over uh a period of time in which i've gathered this like um like it's an it's been enough time for me to actually like um observe and think about the kind of people that this is and this i mean like it's very obvious that this energy in itself is attaching itself to me this person these people will like go out of their way to be next to me to be close to me um for example like right now there's people sitting in the hallway just like out of nowhere that usually are not there um that want to go out of their way to sit next to me on the bus want to go out of their way to sit next to me on the train um go out of their way to be close to me in some way and then make a point to make a very loud very obnoxious um cough and it's like i can't really describe it i think i I have enough recordings so that you'll notice that if i'm recording some kind of something in public you'll you'll notice this very particular this particular um energy that seems to have like attached itself to me um, for one reason or another, I don't really necessarily worry about like the spiritual connotations of it, other than I can't necessarily spend too much time in one place or be very close to people because then this energy i I can't I also like it it um it seems to act up or manifest especially when I'm like happy um and it's not necessarily even that i uh like that I'm expecting it and so in that way like in in the psych from a psychological perspective you could say oh well, you're expecting it to happen so then it's going to happen and you're or you're drawing that to yourself but for the most part it's been such a traumatic experience that I can mostly just like disconnect to the point where I'll, I'll you know um it it does tend to occur when I have you know am relaxed when I am happy um when I'm singing um, when I'm dancing, when I'm like actually having like moments of joy or ecstasy, this energy will find itself um, to me and do what it does, which is typically just to cough. Um, it also does like a whole bunch of other like gross noises, um, like bodily function noises that you can't really necessarily, like you can't sit there and yell at somebody about coughing. The most you can basically say is cover your mouth. Um, and I realize we're living in a time post pandemic that people have been in masks for a number of years. Um, People have been in masks for a number of years, and so they don't actually even have the reflex to cover their mouths anymore. They're just so used to wearing a mask that covers it that they just cough with their mouth open and, like, don't, um, you know, have any, like, they don't have the reflex to cover their mouth anymore, which is weird. 
Um, but the thing that I'm noticing for the most part about these people is that their bodies are in some way like ill or susceptible to like being programmed or susceptible. I mean, like we can all admit that we're living in a, in a time, especially in this post-pandemic um, like technological era where people are very programmed. Um, people are very like, like you can basically, you know, like manipulate crowds of people to do a certain thing at a certain time via their phones because of the way that, that our society is built. Um, and this is not necessarily even like a conspiracy or like about targeted individual. Um, cause the worst thing that I think I've, I've ever done or said is, you know, is just kind of anti, not even anti anything really, just like m mostly, um, I'm a huge wellness advocate, but wellness is not necessarily for everybody. So, I mean, like I've, um, I mean, like, I've chosen to, to go without, for a long time, a lot of material possessions in lieu of, like, okay, well, that protein is going to cost me $50. And for a long time, like, the, the supplemental nutrition program, like, didn't cover, like, protein, even, like, the basic protein. It would consider it a supplement. And so we're just now getting to the point where that is, you know, there's still a lot of supplements that you have to buy cash out of pocket that are necessary, especially like for somebody like me that's a vegan or a vegetarian that needs to supplement their diet um, for, you know, for health reasons. But a lot of those things are not, like you can't buy vitamins. You can buy candy with the supplemental nutrition program, but you can't buy vitamins, which is nuts to me. Um, like you can buy a bunch of Sour Patch Kids and fucking Ring Pops and you know, whatever, you can buy chocolate, you can buy things that are not food, um, but you can't buy some things that are, which is strange, you know, and even, even so, most of that stuff, most wellness products are priced so, like, ridiculously unaffordably, um, that even if you did choose to, to, you know, use your supplemental nutrition, um, for that, if it did pay for that, like, you would probably take a, a big chunk of your, you know, your budget, you'd go over budget just trying to, to supplement your nutrition with food, that is food, um, you know, like, you can stock your pantry all day long with processed foods and candy and stuff that's not necessarily food, but it'll fill you up, at least temporary, um, I guess, you know, that could be, like, the, like, the main reason, if I did believe in a system that would actually spend because it would it would cost you know it would approximately cost like millions of dollars per targeted individual and now our government like I wouldn't put it past our government like there are so many people that that are claiming to be targeted individuals that it doesn't fiscally make sense like it doesn't I mean like although you can bribe people to like follow people around to the scale in which some people are claiming that the targeted individual thing is happening it doesn't it doesn't necessarily make physical sense um unless you're considering you know like a broad spectrum like well it's a police state so you don't necessarily have to do much to go out of the way of like surveillance or you know watching every little thing that every person does but it doesn't make sense because i'm not that i'm not that important i've more at this point like attributed the coughing thing to just like this like this thing that doesn't want to detach itself like from from me and it's getting to the point where it's annoying because I've you know um I'm not really a confrontational person unless I'm being bothered or annoyed or irritated 
um, or constantly provoked. Like I said, I like I wouldn't make a good president because you have to you have to really piss me off for me to like want to fight you. Um, and I think that the that that job is mostly about like making moves ahead of time, like before before you get hurt, you throw the first punch and then kill the person just to make sure that <laughs> just to make sure that they're not gonna you know ever even approach you. I think that you'd have to think about it in terms of like you're not gonna wait to sit there and get hit with a bat you're gonna <laughs> you're gonna see somebody with a bat and immediately take the bat and immediately kill the person just because you saw a threatening individual that was not on a baseball field with a bat. <laughs> like that's, you know, that would be the strategy of somebody who would, who, you know, um, who does play military games and tactics. And while I, I actually like, uh, I, I take a lot of pride, I guess, in, in, in pleasure in like reading about military tactics, strategies of wars and things like that. It's not, like, it's more entertaining to me that we've been, like, blowing each other up and fucking killing the shit out of each other for, like, since forever, like, since the beginning of written history, and that more than likely, or very, very, very likely, the first written words were about, like, yo, this this dude killed this dude, and that's, like, the beginning <laughs> of, like, written history. It's just, like, damn, whatever just happened was so tragic. You know, somebody had to, like, <laughs> reach into the fucking outer external fucking world and and find the words to depict that you know (laughs) with letters and shit like oh well you know um that happened but yeah no i'm noticing i'm noticing more and more about this coughing thing to the point where it's just like i can't like i can't do much about it except for withdrawal but that also seems like in the sense that i also have been like that i have a very well developed like esoteric knowledge now um, and very well developed knowledge of of you know some some sacred writings that um, that kind of curse or that kind of hex like would want me to withdraw or want me to you know um, would want me to stay away from my music or would want me to just kind of completely unravel into this um, you know insanity and instead of doing that um, and instead of fighting it and instead of just kind of like um anything else i think that the mo- like i said before the most positive thing to do at this point is just to have these conversations cuz it does prompt me to do that but at at a certain point i then do feel like i'm being manipulated um that it's just like i'm being pushed and forced to talk about these things that i don't necess- like i have to live it so why do i want to acknowledge it and talk about it um, because it, in that way, I do feel like it's a curse. I do feel like it's my ex trying to like not, you know, like people have told me like, hey, if you if you use homelessness as your platform, if you talk about you know, if you talk about violence and domestic abuse and and human and human trafficking, like you're never gonna fucking make it. Like they're not gonna sign you. You're not gonna be on a a record label, a major or any record label because they're not gonna want to deal with something like that. They're not gonna want to do the fucking PR. They're not going to want to deal with the blowback. They're not going to want to deal with... They're not going to want to deal with what's going to come with you having a political opinion until you get to a certain point where you are like John Legend. I'll just use him because he does, like, political ads when it's, like, political season. 
you know, and, you know, go vote and blah, 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 like, until you have built, like, an actual fan base to be credible, credibility, that's the word that I've been looking for for a long time, until you have, like, a certain credibility, or your fan base is, like, the Beyonce fan base, or the Skrillex fan base, and they'll go to bat for you, even if you're wrong, um, you necessarily shouldn't have, like, any kind of, like, political opinions, and the only opinions that I have are not even necessarily political, they're just, like, a result of what I'm experiencing, and so when I started to experience like this, this, um, this very toxic, very irritating energy, um, cause that's all it wants to do. It wants to fight. And it's usually like, it's not, they're not ever in like good looking, like well to do clean people. Like it's always somebody that's fucking loud. It's already, it's always in somebody that's in like, it's like in a, like a ghetto person. Like it's always in it's always in some person that's suffering from some detriment, and I've realized this that it's not necessarily and like I said I don't believe in coincidences, um, but it's it's to the point where I have you know for the most part I just ignore it if I can, but if my eyes happen to be in that direction I do take like a mental note of like what that person who is like coughing with no cover your mouth reflex at all or is just coughing like they came out of a tuberculosis clinic with the most positive reading um, possible. Um, I do take like a mental note of like, okay, what's like, what's wrong with that person? Obviously this person is sick in some kind of way. Um, and it's usually like, it's usually extreme. It's usually not, you know, but like I said, I can't really, like, of course, like somebody who's extremely obese is going to be like more prone to illness. Um, you know, I talked about how my very, very, very best friend in the world, God bless her heart, like, got COVID twice, um, you know, and I, um, as, as, as much as I love her, like, her and I used to be the same weight, but you are more prone to, like, to illnesses like that when you are, you know, morbidly obese, that's why it's morbid, because you can, it's kind of like in, in the same way that you can contract AIDS and then die from a common cold, when you are morbidly obese, you can get sick from, like, anything that might not kill a regular person, and it can kill you, um, so, I don't know, I'm not even, like, a fat shamer, like, if you love your body, and you truly love yourself, if you truly love every bit about you, and there's nothing in the world that you would change for any reason, there's no reason to change, because, honestly, looking back into my obesity when I was heavier, like, I, I never really saw it as a problem, and I, you know, I, I lived in the mid-range for a long time, too, before I was, like, morbidly obese, of course, I was just regular obese, and before that, I was just overweight, and before that, you know, I even went through a period of where I was just, like, mildly overweight, or even could be considered proportionate, or even, you know, like, somewhat healthy, um, but I, I never really had a problem with it as a very young child, until other people had issues with it. My mom had issues with it. Kids at school had issues with it. You're fat, you know, why are you fat? Like, and it, and it was, it, it, that's how I gained my self-awareness in that way of understanding that being fat was bad. Now we're living in a time where, you know, it's like, oh, body positivity and everybody's body is beautiful. And that's true. But beauty comes from the actual feeling. So if you feel beautiful and you're happy in every way and every aspect of your life and you are morbidly, technically, medically morbidly obese, by all means, stay that way. There's nobody like forcing you to change. 
Um, but I personally, in my 30 years, have never really met that person that's truly happy with themselves. Everybody wants to lose 10 pounds. Everybody wants to try the new fat, fat diet, keto diet. Oh, I'm going to start going to the gym, you know. Um, I'll, I'll get to it. And I do realize the difference between, like, I'm going to and just doing it because there's no there's no sense in talking about something that you actually have the intention to do like I'm gonna do this like I'm gonna do this I'm gonna and then you know come you know all this time has passed and it's like wow this done this thing never got done um because you didn't actually have the intention behind it and I think that intention more starts with like just doing it actually like stop talking about it you don't have to make a post about it you don't have to tell your friends about it like just doing it and making that change for yourself and that's not necessarily even about just going to the gym it could be changing your diet could be you know taking a break from social media it could be like just making that minor change um and doing it and taking taking with a mental note like the intention of doing it rather than the um like intention is everything you know so the intention behind whatever you're saying or whatever you're doing um the intention behind what you're saying may lose its traction because of the way that you've decided to share that like you may have all the intention in the world but if there's anything that i've learned from life and from reading and and from reflection is that for the most part most people don't have the best intentions set for you they don't have high hopes for you so if you tell somebody like oh i'm gonna start you know going to the gym i'm gonna stop smoking i'm i'm gonna do this like nine times out of ten they're like you're not gonna do that and that actually can affect your um that can actually affect your probability of doing that successfully um, so I'm a big, I'm a big, like, keep it to yourself on a, a number of levels. Um, like, until you get close enough to success or until you've actually reached success. Um, like, I'm a big, I'm a big wait till it's all the way finished to share. Um, I don't know if, if my phone picked up that fucking fat person coughing outside of my room. Um, but it's just decided to be today. And she's not a very nice person, so I don't necessarily have, like mean um things to say about people that aren't just mean um but it's it's um it's one of those nights I guess where even if I was trying to sleep I couldn't because this energy just does that it's like unrelentless it does just fucking like do what it does like it it's just there to annoy me until I do something else and or you know figure out how to tune it out um, or figure out how to go my own way. But, um, of course, like I talked about, I'm in a place where the rules keep changing. So, uh, you know, sometimes they come and clear the hallways and say, hey, you can't be out here. And sometimes they just, you know, um, they just let it slide. But for the most part, um, I don't know. I'm kind of sick of being like in black world where everybody's just, everybody hates each other. Everybody's fucking black. Everybody, everybody's like, man we're black white people hate us we hate white people and i'm like uh like this is this is a problem this is the problem and i'm sick of like hearing about it and having to fucking like having to consistently reflect upon everything that's wrong because it's so wrong um like so that's just like on a personal level that has like nothing to do with politics it's just more of just like um, one of the one of the most important I think rules of power rules of spirituality at all is just to like 
the company that you keep is is one of the most um you know is is one of the greatest indica- indicators of who you are as a person like the the people that you surround yourself are, with are very important. So when you surround yourself with people that are, that are doing nothing but complaining, nothing about and nothing but talking about drama, um, nothing but talking about and like I'm, I'm a huge advocate for women. I really am, but I think I'm just in a different place than most women in the way that a lot of women have the same patterns of letting the same things happen over and over again. Whereas I was in one horrible, very violent, very abusive relationship and it's like, and although it's affected me in one way, I also realize like not to fall into the same patterns. So when I see somebody that I may have like an attraction to exhibiting those same behaviors as somebody that hurt me that badly, I know not to like fall into that trap. Um, when I, like, I, I don't bounce around from dick to dick, so to speak. Like, I don't, you know, I'm not in the, a way of, like, talking to multiple people or doing the same thing over and over again, because for the most part, it's just going to tell the same story, and it's just going to get worse and worse, you know? Um, for the most part, I think I learned everything that I was supposed to from, like, my first marriage, and saying my first marriage, because I, I believe that there will be another, I know that there will be another, you know, but taking those steps to make sure it's to the right person who actually has my best interest um, in mind, like as well as theirs, um, that actually understands, like that understands me, um, because I think it was it was, you know, well into the relationship and even maybe before the violence, um, because the violence didn't really happen until after the infidelity. Um, and the infidelity just made me so sad and so depressed that he was, like, mad that I was crying all the time. And that's how it, like, grew into to violence. Um, if I wasn't working, I was crying. Um, and if I wasn't crying, I was sleeping. And if I wasn't sleeping, I was working. And so um, between all those things, I think it just built to a, a, a you know, it built to a level of unmanageable rage um, that he couldn't just make me happy again like I wasn't getting better I was um you know I wasn't I couldn't just forget and forgive it wasn't I was in a different place um I was also losing like an extreme amount of weight at the time um and so I had drastically changed like my my body weight had drastically changed um and so I think that that I think that that also maybe subconsciously played like a uh you know like a backseat role in his like understanding that perhaps like whatever was wrong between us was not gonna get fixed you know um that it was it was very much like there was a possibility that I could um walk away and that I think scared him not that I'm, you know, making excuses for this person. Um, you know, like I said, I don't, I, I haven't changed my opinion on the karmic effects of like beating your kids or beating your kid's mom senseless in front of your kids. Um, no matter how old or young they are, you know, the walls have eyes. Um, God has eyes, you know, however way you want to see what God is. And like, you know, I've talked to people over the years and they're like, yo, he fucked you up. Like, you're just a fucked up person now. You're just fucked up in the head. And I'm like, all right, like, I accept that. But there's nothing 
that can change that except for kind of moving forward and telling the story so that people can understand that you know like you have to know when to walk away um from something that's hurting you you have to know when to draw the line um on somebody that's fucking and this person has just decided to cough this just decided to park outside of my fucking door today and cough um and so that's like the reason that i even decided to press because i was i was gonna do something else i think i was gonna um eat but this energy it really fucks me up like i think i'm like i'm I, I don't want to believe that there's, like, a demon that's trying to get me to kill myself, but every time somebody pulls up and just starts coughing, like, that's, that's, it gets dark like that, you know? And then I can ask the person to move, and they just want to be combative, and they just want to fucking argue, and I'm like, I'm not going to fucking sit here and argue, you know, um, with you, because I will find everything wrong with you, I will make you aware of it, and then, you know, <laughs> um, like, that's, like, I, like I said, I'm a really nice person until I get offended, or provoked in a way that's gonna make me defend myself because at this point I've been through enough trauma to have to defend myself um so that being said I don't know that's close to like what 24 minutes um it's two in the morning and this bitch is still sitting outside my fucking room um so I'm gonna I don't know I'm I definitely need to eat um I did have like a nice fucking workout but um for the most part, it's been, like, it's, it's, this thing finds its way to me one way or another, and I'm not sure how it's gonna end, because at this point, I'm just, like, I'm too strong to, like, kill myself, but that's what it makes me want to do to get away from it, and there's no guarantee that, like, that will change anything, like, I could probably just go to, like, a deeper realm of hell where there's, like, more of this, and so that's not necessarily the, what I see is, like, the, the, you know, um, but I spend a lot of time in earplugs, unfortunately, coughing is, like, in the register of frequency that, like, it doesn't, like, um, my, the, the earplugs don't, you know, um, and also I have synesthesia, so I can more feel it in my body, and it does feel like I'm being, like, stabbed, you know, like, it does feel, like, it does hurt me, um, to have this energy attached to me, so I'm not, you know, I'm not necessarily going to sink into a dark place because I've been doing good. I've been making lots of mixtapes. I've been working out You know, I've been eating right, um, you know, but I have been also being like stalked by people that are like that fucking cough and that shit's irritating um, as fuck. So, I mean, like, I don't really have enough of a God complex to be like, that's just the devil. Like, I must be a God. But at the same time, like what entity has taken such a fucking like what entity has taken such an interest in me that like it has chosen to just fucking like torture me this way i don't know i've i've never done or said um anything in my 30 years that actually would deserve something like that so i mean like spiritually or technologically like i said um i don't necessarily worry about like the karmic impact because eventually like whatever is making that happen very much gets its day you know um so I don't know I can't say much about my ex as a human other than like I hope that he actually got sober you know that's the best that I can hope for like I hope that he's taking care of himself I hope that he got better at you know um hygiene and like cleanliness that's all I can hope for but all I I do also know that a lot of people 
um, like him, the, the I'm gonna people and the people who act on impulse and, um, people who don't necessarily have a, a range of emotions, a range of depth of emotions, um, typically don't do what they say they're gonna do. Um, like I said, when I, when I left the relationship, he was supposedly sober or, you know, um, he was supposedly sober. And then five years later, you know, hits me up like, Hey, um, I'm getting sober now. And I'm like, that's, you said you were sober five years ago, (laughs) you know, but the devil is a liar. You can't necessarily, you know, believe somebody that's going to lie to you for uh, an almost decade long relationship, but, um, taking it at face value and just kind of taking, taking like self-deprecative, uh, accountability and being like, okay, I'm the fucked up one. Like I, I have this problem, that problem when it it turns out, like I have like no action, like I have this trauma, you know, I have this, um, I have this mark on the side of my face that he like carved in my face, which, you know, in, in a, in an, in an esoteric sense, like is like some kind of fucking curse, you know, is some kind of hex, but also like that, you know, um, like doing something like that to somebody does have its, its, uh, its comeback. So, I mean, like I, I might be like a marked person. Um, I might never have love again. I might, you know, never make it in music, but at this point it's not, it, 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 like, I don't really see it as more than just like a temporary stop. And in, in, the sense of having a God complex. Like, I don't see it as more than just like, well, I mean, like, I'm only going to be coughed at for so long before I do decide to change what whatever plan I'm on in whatever way. And because I've gone through all of the possible and plausible options in this plane, I've worked out every day, I've run a fucking Madonna every fucking single day. You know, I eat clean. A Madonna, by the way, is a 5K, running a 5K every day. Um, you know, eating clean and not having sugar, not having sugar, um, not watching TV, not being on social media and then like doing all those things. And like, it doesn't really matter. This coughing thing just wants to attach itself to me because it wants to, um, I don't know. Um, maybe it's just like a reminder that it exists, even though I've like elevated myself to a point of not really, like I said, I don't really have to think about it. And I'm not really in a paranoid state of like, oh my God, if I go somewhere, somebody's going to be coughing. Um, it's more of just like I can be in any kind of state of mind and not really expecting it. And then here it comes and it's even more irritating because I'm, I'm almost more relaxed because it's not happening and then it starts happening. And so I'm not really, like I said, it kind of just goes to show how powerful like my energy is and that I really do have like, I I won't call it superior intellect because God knows like I'm still, um, you know, God, God knows that I'm still here. Um, cause when I'm not like, I'm going to try and be with God. Like I'm not going to, um, you know, um, sink into a lower realm or a darker place because that's not, you know, my energy has spent mu- much of its time in the darkness and in the, in the without, you know? Um, so balance in the way that the universe works, it can only, like, it can only be assumed that because I've spent so much of my life sad and miserable and broke and poor, and that I've done all the changes to my life to, like, actually make that 
the opposite that I you know can at least spend the rest of my this existence like in a happy place because I never got to be skinny and pretty I never got to date around I never got to go to any of the fucking like I never got to do the cool I never I never got to be young you know um so maybe as I age and with all the wisdom that I've gained I won't have to be young and stupid you know I can have um I can have like I can be youthful in spirit and in body and still have a very old soul but have the wisdom of you know of having been through all these things um and still have my fun you know um maybe but if not if I keep getting coughed at like at this point it's just like <laughs> like what is the exit strategy to get away from this fucking demon that seems to follow me everywhere um because I don't see it as anything other than that like a lower vibration energy that's what a demon is. It's not a little, like I said, it's not like a little gremlin or a fucking zombie elf that's like, man, that's not what a demon is. A demon is a lower vibration energy and it doesn't have a body. So what I'm saying is when you destroy certain parts of your body and allow things you know, in, when you have empty space in your body and you can allow this lower vibration to take you know, residence in your body, like, that's what a demon is, it's not, like I said, we all have our demons, mine is more of, like, a sexual demon, um, I haven't necessarily, I haven't, like, I haven't surpassed, like, I haven't gone into my ascension process where I'm, like, a sexless being, it's, I'm almost there, where I've, like, surpassed the need for sex, but I'm also, like, a 30-year-old woman, so my hormone, and I gym, so, like, my hormones are always doing something. They're always raging in some kind of way. And that's what I consider my demon to be. Or if I just, if I want to fucking slaughter an entire fucking package of whole food cupcakes in one day, that's my demon, you know? That's a lower vibration energy, which is being indulgent and being gluttonous, you know? Um, that's that's my demon. That's what my demon does is in, indulge. But I am a very old soul, and I do have kind of like a hedonistic spirit in the way that like I do believe in immense pleasure. But I also have kind of a, um, you know, I kind of have this philosophy about me that withholding, um, withholding earthly pleasures or bodily pleasures, like fasting, you know, or celibacy. Um, increases the amount of pleasure gained from those activities in the future. Um, like I said, I'm just kind of in a weird place where I am almost a sexless being. Like, I've realized that I could live the rest of my life without being in a relationship or without having, like, a normal path, you know? That that I'm also not necessarily even an antisocial creature, um, but that I am an independent creature that doesn't need necessarily to rely on other human beings socially. Like, I don't have the need to have friends, as a lot of people do. I don't need have the need to, like, really talk about things beyond this podcast because I can just kind of throw it out into the world and be like, there, it's on the fucking, it's on the airwaves. It doesn't matter. Um, you know, it do- I, don't, I don't really care about people's opinions of me. I'm just, I'm one make- makeover day away of, from being, like, a beautiful woman. You know, I'm at least a fucking nine. <laughs> like if not a 10 if I just put on the right clothes and some makeup and fucking walk around and, and whatever you know if I wanted that attention that's the attention that I'd go out and get but I don't necessarily want that kind of attention especially if it's not from if it's not coming from a positive supplemental place you know um, if it's I, I, I just don't want the body game I just don't want to play the body game and have a body count and uh, all this you know um 
hookup culture is that what some girl called it the other day oh hookup culture yeah i'm not really into that because i do believe in like residual energy our energy attaching itself and staying you know and i think that because of the depth of my my last relationship like that that coughing energy just might like stay because i i grew three of his children in my womb and the scars on my body from having done so and then also being an extremely obese woman have stayed you know so that's actually gonna that's gonna make my dating pool a little bit more shallow because a lot of people are shallow a lot of people will look at the body and be like oh you know or some people think about it in a social aspect like oh i don't want a divorced person i don't want somebody that already has children um you know i don't want somebody who has already had the experience of pregnancy like there's a lot of things that go through your mind that it's like well a lot of people just wouldn't want me because somebody who's never been married will probably seek somebody who's never been married um you know somebody who's never had children will probably seek somebody who's never had children to have the experience of that of you know first-time parenthood the way that i see it i'm just like oh like (laughs) babies are so easy to me now that i think I might even, like, start volunteering at, like, um, I might start volunteering in nurseries just so I can get over my baby fever, um, you know, just in the same way that I might start, you know, working at a shelter, like a, a dog shelter or something, so I can get over my puppy fever without the responsibility, um, the financial responsibility and the physical responsibility of having a dog, um, you know, those those things. Like I said, I'm I'm getting to be very mindful in the way that's like, yo, you get a cat and here comes the cat litter and the cat food. So I mean like I'm I'm not gonna put myself in a in a place that's gonna worsen my um that's gonna worsen my chances of succeeding, you know? Um, I can only put myself in a in a state of mind that kind of prepares me for what I can consider to be the rest of my life unless I get hit by a, a big enough, like, moving vehicle. Um, like, I realize that if I get hit by a Prius, like, um, I'm probably only going to lose, like, half a leg, you know? <laughs> like, knock on wood. I wouldn't want anything like that to happen. But I make that joke because, like, God, um, or, you know, what I consider God, the my spirit guide, whatever, the voice in my head that tells me to do things and is always right, um, told me not to get hit by a bus, like, and I think that was just kind of an inside joke between me and God, because I got, like, very, very almost hit by a bus on my 27th birthday, um, to a point where it, it, like, inspired the multidimensional, <laughs> um, the multidimensional inspiration of, like, I did get hit by a bus on my, on my 27th birthday, that did happen, but no, I, it was like a brush with death, a literal brush with, with death, when a, um, um, a metro bus fucking almost hit me uh, off the PCH and I was like wow that could have been it but <laughs> you know um, 27 was a funny year I'm not gonna lie I I had um, a lot of near-death experiences and in my weird biocentric god complex of a of a perception like I do see also near-death experiences as deaths um, and so um, like in a way, in some way, like th- almost dying makes you die. That's kind of like the the dumbing down of what I just said is that like you come close enough to it, something dies within you spiritually, you know, mentally. Like um, it, it like almost is close enough because you're just not the same after that. Um, I've talked about my experience in the ocean, um, swimming in the ocean. Like a few days before a hurricane hit, it was like just wilding, and I really never thought. 
I'd get out, um, and I was being tossed around, and I fucking followed the fish into this fucking, uh, into a current, and that's the only way I got, like, spat out on the ocean, but I really thought it wasn't coming back, and, um, like, near death, and I haven't touched the ocean since, because it fucked me up, like, I'm like, oh, man, like, like, even in the shallow water, I'm not very, you know, friendly with myself since then, um, that it did make an impact, um, and so sometimes trauma can have that effect, um, so yeah, that's now 39 minutes of me talking about this, um, 39 minutes that I, I, like, my broth is cold, I was supposed to eat this 39 minutes ago, but, like, I'm just so uncomfortable with the sound of somebody coughing, um, you know, that, like, and it doesn't matter if I put it here, if I keep it to myself, like, it's just, it's been years like this, um, so, you know, like I said, my ex was like, yo, I, I put a curse on you, blah, 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 demons, and I was like, whatever, piece of shit, and <laughs> I don't, you know, I don't really have much of a high, high opinion about that person, whether or not they're being truthful, um, or they're just saying something to psychologically fuck with you, um, like, I, I still don't have very much of, like, I don't have many words to say, like, to or about that person, um, except for, you know, karma's a bitch, like a big hairy bitch um yeah another fun fact about me just to keep it lighthearted, to end it I don't grow hair like on my arms and my legs anymore like I used to when I was a kid and then like I shaved it once and then it never grew back <laughs> I don't know if that's gonna fucking I don't know I'm also always cold and that's not cool like I have to layer a lot when other people are fucking warm which could also just be because I lost, like, such an extreme amount of weight, um, you know, I also, I also, here, here's a bunch of positive shit to end off the, a very kind of negative episode, um, I also cured my own anemia with my diet, I don't know how, but, like, um, I went to the doctor recently, and I was expecting to hear what I had always heard for years, which is that I was anemic, but, um, I've been vegan for two years now, vegetarian for a couple years before that, pescatarian for like a year or two before that, so it's been a while since meat, and it's been a minute since dairy, but I somehow fucked around and cured my anemia, and I had anemia forever, um, but the last time I went to the doctor, they were like, no, you don't have anemia, and that was weird, because I'm like, what, like, did I fuck around and get a new body, but I kind of did. Um, and it's kind of incredible to, to have done so, um, kind of just off of, like, the, off of, um, I can't say, I think that, I think that love is a very powerful force, I think that it can be a powerful force in a negative way or a positive way, or if you don't want to see it in, in black and white, negative and positive, then it is just a forceful, um, energy. I personally think that love is the only reason that any of this is happening right now. <laughs> that, you know, that love is the only reason for anything that happens at all for existence. Um, you know, love is the only reason for this, um, this presentation. You know, love is the only reason, like, that this is even happening right now. I think I just repeated myself, like, nine different ways, nine times saying the same thing. But I really do believe that, that this, this whole thing, like whether you believe in the Big Bang or evolution or aliens or God or you're a Christian or you're just a super atheist, 
um, I, I, I still believe even in, in all this lovelessness and all the coughing and all the fucking demonic shit and all the devil shit and all this weird nutso shit that I'm having to learn about just to like try to protect myself or to understand what has happened or understand the experience that I'm having. Um, I still believe in love and I still believe in it as the most powerful force that has ever existed. Um, you know, love is definitely the, the, to me, really the only thing that exists because without love, there's not anything at all. Um, I, you know, that's, that's, that's it. So with that being said, that's the end of the episode now for 43 minutes and 51, 52, 53 seconds.